This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 228. Meet Michelle, the New York radio girl. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts. Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl, coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. She is a New Yorker. She's a singer. She's a songwriter, a traveler, and a dog lover. She eats peanut butter and cheese sandwiches, and sometimes she even dumps her popcorn in milk. She is our delightful new co-host, Michelle Kaplan, and she is finally here to join us on the All Ears English podcast. Let's welcome Michelle to the show. Michelle, how are you doing today? Hi, Lindsay. I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, well, we are so happy to have you. I'm so excited to announce, to show, to bring you to our audience today. Thank you so much for joining us here on the All Ears English Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Guys, we have our new permanent co-host here, and today you're going to get to know Michelle. I'm so excited, Michelle. So let's go, let's do this today, Michelle. So we want to have a little conversation to get to know each other. And what we want to do is we want to show our listeners here what it's like to get to know someone, for example, if you're at a party and you know, maybe you know a few things about someone, but you're just having a little chat. Does that sound good, that Michelle? That sounds perfect. All right. So let's do it. So Michelle, you're from Washington, D.C. Did you, where are you from? By the way, where are you from originally? Uh, yeah, well, I'm originally from Washington, D.C. And yeah, I grew up there uh, and moved to New York several years ago. Awesome. Awesome. So what was it like moving to New York from D.C.? I mean, how was that? Um, it was it was a scary experience a little bit, not to use, you know, such an intimidating word. But, you know, New, <laughs> New York is a scary place and I always wanted to live in New York. It was my dream to move to New York. So I just decided to go ahead and do it. And at first, to be honest, when I arrived, I thought, oh, my gosh, I made the biggest mistake. <laughs> and I thought I can I'll never be able to do this. And I really I really thought about moving home. But this is something, you know, I'm really proud of that I didn't move home and that I stayed. And, um, you know, now I can say that I'm a New Yorker, I guess, after uh, maybe yeah. four or five years. And I'm, yeah, I'm really happy here. Awesome. I would say four or five years gives you that official label as being a New Yorker. It is hard, right, Michelle, when you first move to New York, you know, it's an intense city and you don't know anyone and your rent is expensive. <laughs> well, I mean, that's awesome that you got through that. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's not easy, but I had a, you know, a lot of, you know, support from my family and they were, they helped me through it. And yeah, here I am today. Awesome. So is your family still in the D.C. area or where are they now? Yep. Yep. Um, they live uh, in or around D.C. <laughs> okay. In or around D.C. Very nice. Do you get to see them a lot or, or do they come up and visit you in New York? Um, yeah, I see them maybe hmm, 
once a month or so. So I'm I'm very oh, I'm wow. very close with my family, and so I try to see them as often as I can. It's not you know it's not so easy, but it's it's also it's not that far. It takes about four hours. Awesome, awesome. So what are you into? Like what do you what do you like to do on the weekends? What are you what are your hobby? I mean, what what are you what are you into? Okay. Um well I love music. Um I love to sing. I used to be in a band actually in college. And oh, I cool. thanks. And I like to play some instruments. I'm not so great at them, but I like to use them to um to accompany myself. And I do a little <laughs> bit of music writing. I also love exploring wow. New York and Take oh, wow. going to restaurants and trying to cook. Keyword trying. <laughs> trying. I struggle with that. Really? Too. Oh, Are you a good goodness. cook? <laughs> oh, no. I think our listeners on the show know that I don't cook. I just, you know, I never learned how to cook. Yeah, it's not easy. I, mean, I don't think I did either, really. But I, I try, but it's not, I'm not so successful. <laughs> yeah, it's really tough. So what kind of music do you play? Like what you said, you're into music, you write your own songs. What kind of songs do you write? Well, I think that it depends who I'm writing with. For example, when I was in a band, I was in a band with four boys so so it was a little bit you know more um more like rock in that situation but when it's just me it's like uh pop music girly pop almost like a folk music type oh cool so kind of like sentimental stuff that sort of thing a little bit yeah definitely like kind of like a diary (laughs) it's almost (laughs) embarrassing Oh, really? So you like reveal like thoughts and stuff in these songs and it gets kind of personal. Right. But I try to hide them as much as possible in metaphors. <laughs> Ooh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So maybe at some point you can write a song for the All Ears English podcast for our listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. And so did you did you go to college in New York or did you go to college down in D.C. or where'd you go to school? Mm-hmm. I went to the University of Maryland in College Park, okay. Maryland. Yeah. So um, and I loved it. So what school did you go to? Oh, actually, I went to the University of Mary Washington in Virginia. So oh. so close to Maryland. Not too far. Right? Yeah, for sure. I know. I know. I actually had a lot of classmates who um who who grew up in Maryland. Really? Yeah. How did you like? Uh, so you went to a huge school. How did you like going to such a large university? I enjoyed it. I think it was scary at first because yeah, it's similar to moving to New York, right? You don't know anybody <laughs> and you walk around and it's, you know, a little intimidating. But as you become you're comfortable with the campus, you know where you're going because it is so big. It's hard to Yeah. Navigate. How many students how many students go to um, College Park, Maryland? Oh, gosh. I'm terrible at these questions. Um, <laughs> I don't know, like 15,000 or more. Yeah, it's massive. My God. I think it's around that much, but I could be completely wrong. But yes, it's a huge, huge school. And But it's funny. After you become comfortable and you know where you're going, um, you start to realize that as you walk to class, you're waving hi to so many people. And in the beginning, you knew no one. And it's just surprising because there are so many people. You wouldn't think that you would um, run into so many people just as you're walking to class. Does that happen to you in New York as, as well? Because I found that that often happened in New York when you don't want to run into someone, <laughs> right? When maybe you're in an awkward situation with the person and then, oh, 
there's the person you run into. I have definitely had that experience. It's shocking because, again, such a big place you wouldn't imagine that you just, oh, you just bump into somebody, but it happens all the time. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny. Wow. Yeah, so when I chose my college, I looked for a pretty small school, you know, so that's why I went to Mary Washington because there are only about 5,000 people. And But you didn't have a problem going to such a massive place? No, I think, again, I think that at first it was intimidating, definitely. I'm I'm not like the best person with change. And especially as, you know, I was 17 when I started college. Wow. So, you know. So you were young. Right, being young and, you know, it's kind of, you. I, I walked around a little bit frightened. But after <laughs> after a while, I would say it took a few months to get adjusted. But after I got adjusted, I was very happy there. And then you develop a small community rather yeah. than just a big school. Instead of seeing it as this gigantic place, it becomes very small once you have your friends and maybe you join some organizations and student groups. It's great. Awesome. So yes, you get your community. And so you're not just kind of lost in the crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't seem so big after a while. Yeah. And there are some perks to going to a big school, right? You probably had some cool football games, you know, the typical American college experience, right? Did you go to the football games in school? Um, yes, I did. It, it was really fun. That part I enjoyed. <laughs> that's that's actually one of the reasons I chose um, a big state school because I, I was looking for that typical, you know, American yeah. college experience. Um, yeah. So I, it's not that I'm a big football fan because I'm not at all, but I, I thought that it would be fun <laughs> to go to a school where there's a lot of sp- school spirit and things like that. So um, yeah, I loved going to the football games and um, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know anything about football. I don't understand it. I don't even try. Um, but <laughs> Me do you, don't, you don't watch football either? Oh my gosh. No. I mean, I tried in high school going to some games because I was hanging out with some of the football guys, oh. you know, but, <laughs> but, you know, I could never figure out the rules. Yeah. <laughs> People have explained it to me so many times and I just, I don't think I'm interested. I know that it's interesting to people and obviously there's a reason it's so popular, but to me, Mm -hmm. my favorite sport is basketball. Oh, cool, cool. That's fun to watch too. And uh, so, so what's the big team in New York? Is that the New York Knicks? That's right. Is that, (laughs) oh, and do you go to the games sometimes? I do sometimes go to the games. This is the only sports team that I really, really care about. And it's a shame mm-hmm. because they're not a good team at all. And yeah. <laughs> but I, I know a lot about the Knicks. When I was little, my brother, um, my parents are originally from New York. So I always had kind of a New York, an attraction to New York. And my brother oh, decided yeah. to like the Knicks. And so I was maybe like, seven or eight years old when I started watching the games and I would cry Mm -hmm. when they lost like I was (laughs) you got so emotionally attached I was so emotionally attached and actually just a couple years ago I cried again when they lost and 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 they lose a lot and it can be embarrassing when you cry in front of people about sports that is a little embarrassing. Even if, I mean, especially you didn't feel like you could hold back the crying. You just happened. No, well, I did go in another room. <laughs> okay. But, oh, but man. Wow. Well, this has been cool. I feel like I've learned a lot about you here. Thank you for, for telling us about that stuff. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? 
It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Michelle, let's jump into kind of going back and recapping for our listeners this conversation that we've just had, because not only is this our first awesome opportunity to meet you and to bring you on the show, but this is also such a cool opportunity to show our listeners what it's like to have that first conversation with someone that you meet at a party or at a networking event. And I thought this was a pretty realistic conversation. What do you think, Michelle? Absolutely. One of the things that I thought was very realistic was how we transitioned from one topic to another. Absolutely. Right, because you said something, you asked me an initial question, something to start off with, and that we say, you know, it snowballed, it led to every other topic. Yeah, exactly. So go ahead. No, go ahead. it's all right. Um, yeah, so I thought I felt that it was very natural be- for this reason. Um, I mean, there are other reasons as well, but I felt, okay, we're talking about one thing, and then I mentioned cooking, then we start talking about cooking, then we start talking about, and somehow at the end we are talking about basketball, and yeah, we and it was just we very a very natural conversation, instead of being rigid, it was very loose and yeah. natural, that's my opinion, yeah. what did you think? I thought so too, and I want to just highlight a couple of the key kind of questions that I asked you to get that conversation mm-hmm. going, right? So so in order to make this natural, we want to recommend to our listeners to have some of these questions kind of in your back pocket, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean, Michelle, when we say have them in your back pocket? Um, when you say you have something in your back pocket, it means that these are ready, right? These are some questions that you know before going into any conversation that you can use these questions and it's a good conversation starter. Yeah, they're like your secret weapon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So one of them, what, what I said was, you know, where are you originally from, uh-huh. right? That Something along those lines. I asked you where you were from or I said, are you from Washington, D.C.? So that's a very common first question, right? Especially if you live in a place like New York, you're meeting someone at a party in New York and people are from all over the place. That's right. Everybody, yeah. Very, there are definitely a lot of people from New York, but so many many people have moved to New York. And so you can never assume that everybody is just originally from (laughs) New York. Exactly. And I just want to go back to one previous episode that we had a few weeks ago with Christy, our temporary co-host, who's also in New York, and we learned the term transplant. Ah. Right? So to be a transplant, to, to be moving someone who's moved between different cities or, you know, West Coast to East Coast transplant. So so that's a good example of this, right? People, a lot of transplants in New oh, York. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went into, I asked you, you know, is your family still in the area? So that's always a good topic to jump into. You know, it's pretty safe. You know, you're not asking about something, hopefully not something too sensitive. 
you know, oh, is your family still in the area or are they, you know, are they in your hometown, right? Do you remember what else I asked, Michelle? Sure. Um, yeah, I think you asked me, do I visit them a lot? Um, mm-hmm, how often mm-hmm. do I see them? And mm-hmm. that led me to talk about being close to my family. Um, you asked me, uh, oh, you asked me, what are you into? Like my, uh, my hobbies, that type of a question. Yeah, exactly. And I also want to highlight, guys, I also said, what are your hobbies? But actually, I don't think that's very natural Mm -hmm. because I think that's actually more textbook talk. Hobbies, right? What are your hobbies? Do you actually say, Michelle, when you're out talking with other Americans, what are your hobbies? Do you use the word hobby? I don't think I ever use that word, (laughs) really. Yeah, I agree. It's very textbook. It's really good for the classroom. But when you're actually Mm -hmm. out, I don't think anybody uses that word. I agree. So what's a good alternative? What are you into? Mm -hmm. Can you think of any others, Michelle, that you might use to ask that question? I think you might just say, what do you like to do? Or what do you do for fun? Yeah, totally. What do you do on the weekends? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. And so then I went into talking about asking you about where you went to college. You know, oh, did you go to college Mm -hmm. in New York? Or did you go to college back in your hometown? Mm -hmm. Right. Good conversation topic. We talked a little bit about sports. Anything else that sticks out in your mind about this conversation, about why it was natural and why it was, you know, real? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we talked about sports. Uh, how did we, I don't even know how did we get into sports. Oh, because, yeah, I thought it was so natural because we were talking about college. You mm. asked me a lot of questions about school, which I think is people love to talk about their college experience. <laughs> the good old right, days, right? Exactly. It brings back a lot of, it's filled with nostalgia and people love talking about it. And so I think that that, you asked me about going to a big school and how it is to go to a school where there's a lot of sports. And that made me think, oh yeah, I don't know anything about football. And somehow it, <laughs> it, it led me to you know, think, oh, what other sports do I like? It kind of got me excited. Oh, I don't know anything about football, but let me tell you something I do know. Maybe we share this interest. Also, we talked about how you said you aren't into football either. So we realized, I think it was special because we shared some things in common, like that we can't cook, (laughs) that (laughs) we don't like football or know anything about it. And we both lived in New York. Um, So I think I think that that is exciting when you're talking to somebody and you realize, oh, my gosh, we share these things in common because originally when you start talking to them, you have no idea. And all of a sudden, when you find things in common, it gives you new things to talk about even, I think. Absolutely. That's a really good point. And I think that the conversation becomes more interesting Mm -hmm. when you realize that you're talking to someone that you have things in common with. You know, you just become more interested in that conversation. And so I think as much as you can show the commonalities, guys, with the person you're talking with, you know, let them know, oh, I, I'm the same. I also don't know how to cook, right? <laughs> or, oh, I've, you know, I used to live in New York too. That's a really good way to build that relationship right from the beginning at that initial conversation. Yeah, I completely agree. Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. What a cool way to kick off our new co-host <laughs> And thank you so much for joining us today, Michelle, and we're we're excited to have you on the show. And this is just fantastic. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode and feel free to drop us a message at allearsenglish.com slash 228 and let us know what you thought about today's conversation. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. 
Thanks, Michelle. See you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.